You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Scottish Football Show right here on SM Media. I'm Scott McPide, like to be your host as always. Joined by Shankers as always. Shankers, what's happening? Nothing, nothing's fresh. Just watching the Rangers plodding on again. Wilson's here as well. What's happening in the, this week? Oh, well, great result for Kelly yesterday. Superb. And then a wee only fools and horses afternoon today to watch. For <laughs> a great Sunday. Well, we've got a very special guest. We've got the current manager of Rossville, David Gormley. Pleasure to have you on, David. Thanks for joining us. No problem at all. Thanks for having us on. No worries. How are you doing? You all right? Yeah, good. Oh, good. Even better after the result today. So I'm, I'm good, good mood today. Brilliant. We'll start off with the, the breaking story. We've got, obviously, we'll, we'll take this with a pinch of salt because we don't know the full details yet. But Celtic have published on their social media pages that a player has tested positive for COVID-19. Wilson, the Dubai track, what does it say now, looking back? What do we think now about the the planned Dubai trip that has now been a, a disaster? I think from the old firm defeat in October, the whole club's been a disaster, to be honest. And it's just, this, again, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be 100% honest. I, I could have understood... Right. Now, I know it was, again, it was okayed by the Scottish government, allegedly, the SFA, allegedly, they were allowed to go. And I could totally have understood this trip if Celtic had been in Rangers' position. And it was 20 points clear. They were going for some warm weather training, a bit of bonding. You know, they'd, they'd already won the kind of delayed Scottish Cup. And I, and, and I generally didn't have a, have a, um, a problem with, with the trip if that had been the case. And again, and I know you you shouldn't possibly read a lot of the stuff on social media, but when any team is going there, you know, 20 points behind, um, mistake after mistake in terms of what pictures were shown on social media about social distancing, et cetera, et cetera, you know, having a bit of a jolly straight happening 24 hours after an an old firm defeat, which some folks saw as the, the last straw in terms of the league race. I found it. I found it quite bizarre that even when it, it was a kind of old stereotypical one you see a lot at Christmas time, you know, just say for example, Chelsea Chelsea lose on the nineteenth of December, you know, and Frank Lampard cancels the, the Christmas night out, you know, that that's that's what I think should have happened, you know, if I if I'd have been Celtic after that old fun defeat again in January, I went, guys, this is off, this is ridiculous, and it should be based on the football. In the middle of a, glo- a global pandemic, it just didn't make more sense. And I'm actually quite surprised a lot of players didn't stand up and say, well, you know, I've got a wife and two kids. Yeah. You know, I know they're in, they're in certain bubbles as such, but the, the Celtic bubble going on a plane, I mean, there must have been a minimum of, what, 35, 40 folk there, in, including physios and nutritionists and all the bits and bobs that you take. So I find it very bizarre, and I'm, I'm absolutely stunned, to be honest, that only one person um, has tested positive. Now, again, all you're going to see in, in social media is when he caught it, where he caught it, etc. And that's 
the thing. But, you know, somebody's made a good point earlier on, you know, who, who was he sitting beside on the plane? You know, who, who did he have his dinner with on, you know, what days today? Sunday, who did, who did he have his dinner with on Friday night or his breakfast on Thursday morning, you know? You're going to have to trace all these things back, but I, I'd be amazed if anyone in the Celtic camp thought we'll be able to go to Dubai for five or six days and come back clean. It, it, it baffles me, to be honest. David, what's your thoughts on it? Similar to what uh, Wilson said, to be honest. I, I, don't think, I, think it was a, I think it was a mistake for them. I think they realised that probably when they were over there, that it was a mistake going. Uh, and John Kennedy's comments yesterday, I think they're a bit baffling as well. Yeah. He's obviously said there have been minor slips and over there. So, aye, it's a bit baffling. And you, you, wouldn't, be able, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to get a, a bet on somebody catching COVID, to be honest. One of them. <laughs> uh, it's always going to happen. It was. It's just, I don't know. It's just continues to laugh and stalk of Scottish football, to be honest, right now. Shanker's anything to add about it? No, I just it's what they said. I just it, it didn't look good for the outright for them going away as well, and and the fact that a players a players tested positive coming back, it just kind of kind of piles on the a kind of disastrous spell for them now. But the the thing that it's not just Celtic it's bad for. It doesn't look good for everybody now in the league. There's there's pressure on players to to kind of. Uh, be aware of restrictions and abide by them and all that. And if somebody tests positive, it doesn't look good for the whole league. See, somebody tests positive a day before, so has got a game tomorrow. I get that players have tested negative, but they could test them in two or three days and somebody comes back positive and they've played in the game yet, uh, in Monday night, like tomorrow night. It just it just doesn't look, look good at all. No, just, as I said, not just for Celtic, but for everybody. If, say, Thursday they are run a test and somebody's played... Uh, the more than I uh, test positive, it, it just it just doesn't look good at all, and it's just been a disaster for for the get go for them. But fingers crossed, nobody else tests uh, positive for the sake of the Scottish game, and it can it can just uh, go on as normal. I've said I've said on here before, Shankers as well. We've discussed this. You know, uh, St Mirren and Kilmarnock were punished. Now again, uh, I know they've kind of taken the points off, etc., and went back to it. And I said this for the get go. If this happens to Celtic or Rangers, you'll soon see a change in the legislation. Because can you see, I mean, the, the league's done anyway, but can you see tomorrow Hibs being awarded a 3 0 one? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Which would make it in effect 25 points or whatever it is just now. So, as I say, there was only going to be change in legislation if Celtic or Rangers were involved. But where does that, as Shankers brought up a good point about Hibs, but see if you're Hibs, do you, do you play that? Have you got the right to say we don't want to play that game tomorrow? Because we're well, I, I, I think the game will be called off tomorrow night. Think so? I think it will. I think just as Shankar said, the safety and Wilson as well. Who was he sitting next to in the plane coming home? Who was he sharing the room with? All that needs to take into consideration. Then who were they sitting next to? And then it's just a snowball. Just, no, it's a, oh, and we've seen as well. Obviously, the the club have announced that that every other member of staff, players, etc., have tested negative. But Wilson, we saw. Ryan Christie had to self isolate when when he was away with Scotland, even te- even though he tested negative. So what what happens there? Like, I, that's that's the kind of thing that's confusing me. Like surely that is the surely if one member of your bubble's tested positive, you all have to self isolate, even if you're ne- even if you've tested negative for several days before. I imagine that was obviously something changes with kind of conditions, etc. I don't know how it works, but I'm I kind of eager to know how what the situation is here with the, the other Celtic players involved. 
Well, because you've made a catastrophe from it from the start in terms of, as I say, the St. Merlin Kilmarnock situation, but I think David's 100% right. Now, again, speaking from personally, my parents both felt unwell through the week from kind of Tuesday, Wednesday onwards. Um, they were both tested on Friday, both got a positive result on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon. I was in their house on Wednesday picking something up, okay, and I had to go for a test today. Now, I've had no symptoms, um, and yeah, maybe asymptomatic, but I was in the house for less than two minutes, okay? I was easily more than probably two metres away from them, um, but I've still got to go for a test. So I don't get if Chris Julian's testing positive, you know, was he sitting two metres apart from everybody on the plane, you know, and sitting on the team buses to get picked up at the airport? As I say, it's baffling. It's absolutely baffling. See, the thing is, if it is Julian that, that has tested positive, that's just the rumour that's going about the roof. He, he's a, i seen a picture of him in crutches. Does he even need to go that trip? Exactly. And it's not as if he needs to train or anything. Like if it is him and it's tested positive, he doesn't even need to be there. So that then that makes it even worse. You know, obviously, it's good for team bonding and all that that you're out there, but just on the current situation that we're in, if, if it's him that's, that has tested positive, it's, it's worse because he doesn't even need to go that trip. I, I can understand that argument as well, but what, what you tend to find is, you know, if, if you're out with a long-term injury as such, you know, even, even if the season was perfectly normal, what we're doing, some players get sent away for warm weather. Go, go, go to Dubai for we can do some training with the physio. So I can understand why why he's went out with the injury. I still don't understand why they went during a global pandemic. I <laughs> understand why, why he's went. More, more intense treatment, etc., than he possibly would get at Celtic Park. Yeah, definitely. But it's going to be a developing story and make sure you, you tune into SM Media. We'll be keeping you updated in the situation. But we'll move on to the results over the weekend in the, the SPL Premiership. Uh, Kilmarnock, 2 a winner, win over Hamilton. Uh, Greg Kelly get the two goals. St Marin won. Motherwell won. A late equaliser for St Marin. Can I interrupt Graham Alexander's first game as Motherwell manager? Rangers went 22 points clear today with a 2-1 win over Aberdeen. And Livingston continued their fine run under David Martindale with a 3-1 win over Ross County. David, we'll start at Pataudry today. Big result for Rangers. How massive is that? Getting Morelos back to form and a, a massive result to go 22 points clear. Uh, it was a good result. Not the best performance, but it was a good result. Uh, I thought the th- front three today were, were good for Rangers. And last week, I thought the front three were rotten. Uh, <laughs> shows you how it changes. But I thought even Hadji as well. A lot of people talk about Kent and Morelos, but I thought Hadji was good as well. Uh, but Morelos, back to his old, his old self at some point today. A lot of people were talking, I think it was, I think I heard done here as well, that Morelos was rubbish last week. He done his job. He got he got a player oh. sent off. done his job today. He got a player sent off. So as far as, as, far as I'm concerned as, as a... A Rangers fan, he's doing, he's doing his job for me. He's doing, he's rough on the defenders up, and he's obviously got the two goals today. But uh, Kent for me, I think's, I think's quality. I think yeah. Kent is different gravy. Every time he's on the ball, we always <laughs> shaking the head. Uh, exactly. So I, I, I mean, they, they just try and get him on the ball as quick as they can because he could just shift by, he's turn up pace. Everything Rangers take is for him. Needless to say, that's why he started last week after being out. But Good performance. And as Boyd, Chris Boyd, oh, he's brilliant, man. I love listening to him see after the game. He's like, else we get the three points, another one ticked off. That's it. <laughs> Shankers, what was, your, what was your thoughts in the, the game? Obviously, the game kind of changed. I thought both teams are, both teams were playing pretty well up until the, the red card. 
also a penalty. But we'll touch on the, the refereeing decisions. What do you think of them? And then we'll bring Wilson in because obviously Wilson will want, a, want in this as well. He's the Dermot Gallagher uh, self-made. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> cares about his opinion, but he gets it anyway. <laughs> uh, I, I thought it's right. I've seen uh, people saying about the double punishment, etc. If you get in the box, I think the double punishment is if, if you try and attempt to play the ball and you don't, and it's a foul and it's a penalty, you get your yellow card. But if there's like, if it's obvious that there's there's no attempt to play the ball there, it's a red. And when you look at it, a couple, you've got the benefit of a couple of replays. I don't know if he's, he's it's no like obviously he's clipped his heel, like he's tried to clip his heels, but he has clipped his heels and, and stopped him uh, going through and go. I think it is a red card, but I think yeah, the Curtis Mainstark was even more of a red card than than what uh, the penalty is. Uh, uh, Thought that was a terrible challenge to be fair. And if if uh, Hedges isn't given the red card in the first place, I think Curtis main walks, but I think uh, the ref kind of bottled it, as you say. Uh, the linesman probably has actually got a better view, he could probably make a decision for him. But I think if Aberdeen are already down to 10 men, uh, Curtis main walks as well. Wilson, what do you think of the, the referee's performance today at Pitosri? Well, again, Shankill. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't watch the game. I just as soon as it went penalty to Rangers, there's 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 no point in tuning in anymore. It's just become the usual Scottish football debacle that the referees are giving us. Now, Shankers has hit the nail on the head. You know, just because they're down to ten men doesn't mean somebody else can't be sent off. You know, yeah. if it's a sending yeah. off, it's a sending off. And 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 this is what I'm. This is what I'm saying. Now, Shankers talking about a genuine attempt to get the ball. You know. Um, was it a genuine attempt to get the ball when Joe Newell was in the box and Willie Colm didn't give a penalty? You know? I said that. I said that. I said that. I thought that was a penalty. But, but, aye, but, it's, but it's, it's, the in, it's the inconsistency, you know? And, I, and again, I can, un, I can understand the frustration. Again, there's so mixed messages about the double jeopardy and blah, 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 etc. But what's going on? Aye. I, I, I would say that that's that's a penalty. I think when you see the umpteen replays, but I mean, Beaton's got his uh, whistle in his mouth three seconds before the ball's played <laughs> through him and Ali's waiting for some sort of contact. And it just confirms the same nonsense like Madden yesterday with the St Mirren penalty. These guys are completely and utterly incompetent. And they're moaning that they don't want VAR. Well, I'll tell you, I, I want VAR because then you would soon see that 22 point gap cut, you know, to probably no points with the amount of penalties that Rangers have had this season, you know, and the incompetence of these referees. It's, 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 it's becoming criminal. And, and I love, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love, I love the, the, the Rangers supporters banter on Twitter when they have penalty bingo. And everyone sends their things in. <laughs> I think. I mean, I think that is absolutely. And it's, it's the, the, the best thing is it's that's not a rivals banter. That's Rangers supporters banter. So they're, they're obviously not blind. They can see it as well because when they're under pressure, away at Petodre, Aberdeen started okay. But if you're starting with Cosgrove and Main up front, I'm I'm sorry. That's Denny McInnes should probably be sacked for that. <laughs> uh, playing, playing those two up front together because they're, they're both. They're both okay footballers, but I'm, I'm more a fan of the big man, wee man up front rather than shelling the balls up to them and no interest in trying to pass or play. Uh, but again, it, it just stinks because, again, that game's come down to another refereeing decision. And that's why they're 22 points clear, David. <laughs> I send it off, I send it off, and apparently. See all this uh, 
a genuine attempt to go for the ball. I've no, I've never, oh, maybe once or twice, never seen a football player in a box just chop somebody, just like turn around and volley somebody. Every, every time somebody's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You ever just seem to talk, he'll take that. So every tackle and every... Aye, you're not, is a genuine, like, no, no trying to get the ball. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to absolutely knee-high you or just... <laughs> <laughs> I get the boss. I don't understand that. Like, you see what no, Hayes has done. He's trying to get Rune aside him. So he's, there, he's a genuine attempt to get Rune him. You can see all these people, but by the one you said, the one yesterday was just a shambles. Even Jim Goodwin, I know. I heard the clap. I, I, I always think, though, and you, and you guys have obviously played at a high level. You know by the player's reaction. If, if Hedges thinks that's never a penalty, he's right up in the referee's face, as are the rest. You know, and and they're screaming and shouting. He just turned down, looked at the ref, walked off. So he he knows himself that that's a penalty. You know, and again, as I say, I only saw the clip on Twitter of Curtis Main's tackle. You know, again, the the Rangers players should have been well. I don't know if they were. Were they all hounding around the referee and pushing and shoving and whatnot? Well, they need need, need to be. They they need to be. I mean, if that tackle happens at Rossville, is David sitting in in his seat in the dugout saying, (laughs) "I will." Okay, you'll be sent off. No, you're up and up. I expected it to be. To be fair, I don't think uh, even like needed felt the need to go in the ref. I think they just expected it just because the way he went in. But the linesman should call it. Dylan McGill said said well spoke well as well in real time. I thought it was. I know. I thought it was. A, I didn't think it was as bad as it was. But seeing you slow it down and you see it from different angles, aye, it's a bad chance. So in the real time, I just thought that's a quite a bad tackle. It's about a yellow card. We need that because these officials are incompetent. You know, mind, absolutely in incompetent. If, in my mind, if, if your studs are up, if your studs are showing, you're running. Yeah. Off, you're getting sent off. That's my opinion. Uh, it's not as if he's he's like went over the top of the ball. Like his studs are at, 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 at Boris. It's his hat. The linesman can see him coming in with studs up. Like John Beaton's behind him, so he sees him going that way. But the linesman actually sees him coming coming towards him with the studs up. So for me, it's his call. But I think it's just a, a case of there's a man already sent off. I'm not sending him off, but well, it shouldn't be the case. But correct. Another beaten against strikes again. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to Comana. A two 0 one over Hamilton. Wilson, Greg Kelty get the two goals. How impressed have you been with Greg Kelty? And now the second thing I want to touch on is. What are your thoughts on Eamon Brophy? But we'll start off with Greg Kelty. Well, he had a particularly good game yesterday, and, I, and I'll be honest, yeah, I think it's something that's been that's been needed. Um, again, Greg Greg featured quite a lot under yeah, Lee McCulloch and Lee Clark, um, but then Steve Clark didn't seem to rate him. Alessio kind of had him in and out. And I was kind of felt, you know, from an outsider's point of view, does he have a position? He's a very talented footballer, but does he have a position to play? And obviously, he seems to maybe be grabbing the chance of playing in that hole or the number 10 position well. And it's great. And it's a, it's a great boost of confidence for him. He's very talented. But again, I'm wanting him to do more every week. You know, it's fine to do against Hamlet at home. It's a good start. Like, let, let's go and push on. I know you get man the match a couple of weeks ago. So he seems to be coming onto a game and relishing playing that position. It was just as I kind of touched on earlier. He started going with Whitehall up front. You know, big man that can hold the ball in, can touch it down. And, and that's maybe where Greg's kind of relishing to play because a centre half doesn't know if he come out and mark him or the sitting midfielder's got to drop back in to try and uh, pick him up. But he's certainly come onto a game. Um, and, and good luck to him as he's been at Commander a long time and I just hope we're now kind of getting to see the player that had so much potential can I early doors he's starting to kind of bear fruition now 
In terms of Brophy, there's obviously a lot we don't know. Um, there seemed to be an issue within the, with, with him and the manager. Um, but again, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest, you can disagree if you like. Moving from Comart to St Mirren for me is 100% a move down. Comart are a, a, a bigger club than St Mirren will ever be, you know? And I, I don't get it. And again, I know a lot of football players possibly are motivated by a paycheck every Friday. But if he goes to a, a Hibs or an Aberdeen, you know, down, down south, you know, fair, fair enough when you go and good luck to you. But I moved to St Mirren for me from Kilmarnock. And yeah, you can argue, well, he've got a game at St Mirren. He wasn't getting a game at Kilmarnock. Well, you know, he's, he's not... I think that's what it'll be down to. He's not as if he's proved he's, you know, a 20, 20 plus goal, uh, a season striker. And he, as I say, he's had his moments and he scored a couple of goals, important goals for Kilmarnock. But I, I expected a lot more for, from him um, when he played. Um, but we just didn't get it. And there was obviously, uh, there was obviously a slight issue with the manager, I would have thought, um, to let him go. Now, Kelly fans can say, right, OK, cheerio, but it's important you get someone in. You know, it's important if you've got him off the wage bill, you need to get somebody in that can, that can replace him. But... Good, good luck to lads, you know, but as I say, it's a, it's a complete move down for me. David, what's your thoughts on the Eamon Brophy going particularly? Obviously, he has signed a pre-contract agreement to join St. Mullen in the summer, but he has, oh, there's been a Kilmarnock manager, Alex Dyer, came out and said he doesn't want Brophy to play for him and again, so he's obviously been sent out and loaned to St. Mullen until the end of the season, so again, what do you think of the move and the aftermath of it? I agree with Dyer. I agree with what he came out and said. And uh, if you sign a pre-contract with another team in the division, rival rival team as such, they're neck neck in the league. Then I wouldn't play. I wouldn't if you're a man, play man of my players. I wouldn't play because let's be honest, your heart's not going to be on it. And I stuck it on. I said that I put a post up on Twitter, and a lot of Celtic fans came back, bit back. What about Jordan Jones and what about this when they've done with Rangers? What about it? I ah, scored, but still for me, if you sign a pre-contract with another team, your head's not there. It's different if you're a commander and you sign a pre-contract with a Barnsley or a MK Don, somebody in England. It's totally different when you sign with, sign with Daniel Celtic. You're going for a big money move. If you sign for a Simon, as Wilson said, it's a step down and they're neck and neck each other in the league. So now nah, I'm, I'm not for having it. And to be honest, again, what Wilson said, commander's a bigger team than Simon. And, and I think there's more, he, was, he was there or thereabouts in the Scotland squad at one point. And Dyer and Clark are obviously still talk this because there was chat of Dyer going up to help Clark for the Euros. Uh, so if you're if you're Brophy, you've got your mindset and I'm getting back in that team. I'm going to work my nuts off and there's a possibility I could be in that Scotland squad because they're not shouting about Nisbet. For me, I don't think Nisbet's there yet. Brophy's been in about the team, so he knows what's there. So I don't know, I think it's just a young mentality these days. I'm not playing, I'm away, catchy. One day once, fought the managers. It's never the manager's fault, is it, to be honest? Yeah, definitely. Shankers, is there any way to add to that before we move on? No, I probably agree with him. If, if he signs a free contract with a team run about getting your place in the in the division, well, he's not going to not going to have him around there. It could be a case of, he says, I will train, but he'll no play. They, they really want somebody who's no what to be a team training every day when you're preparing for, for, for games. Probably not really. And, Normally, in the cases where he signed a pre-contract with St Mum, normally, and I know it's in loan, but normally the, the club's come to agreement to maybe sell him earlier or whatever, and it's obviously St Mum's not got the cash to do that probably, you know, so so they went for the loan, but uh, Eamon Brough was probably just happy to, to go somewhere and, 
and he's St. Mons probably says you'll you'll come, you'll be be the number nine, and he's probably happy. I've seen Aberdeen and uh, Hibs were possibly trying to get him a pre pre contract, but but couldn't they offer as as much money or whatever? But it, it Hibs when is that there? Does he does he go? He's no guaranteed. He'll probably go go there and need to work to be the number nine. Whereas at St. Mons, he'll probably just go there and and be the main striker. So that's probably a selfish point of view. He's probably probably went there knowing he'll play rather than rather than try and work for his place, if you know what I mean. Yeah, definitely. Well, touching okay. on you. There was rumours that he'd signed a pre-contract with Morton. Is that true? I, I, I don't know. Who? Greg Kilty. Oh, Kilty, is it? I don't know. He, 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 was on, he was on loan there after he was in loan at the Fairmont. But so I don't, I don't think... He was, signed, he was signed a pre-contract. So even if he's not, there's rumours kicking about, but he's probably took the decision that, no, I'm going to focus. Aye, aye. Come on, look. And then I'll deal with if I'm known his plans for someone, then I'll deal with that. And someone he can obviously speaks for him, getting two goals and things like that. So, definitely. yeah, definitely. We'll touch on obviously Motherwell and Livingston later on in the show. We've got a couple of fan questions about them. We'll move on to our special guest, David Gormley. It's a pleasure to be on, David. You started yeah. off at Motherwell. What was the uh, what was your days like there? How did the how did you get scouted and things like that? And how was your time your time there? Can I come in through the youth system? I well, so that's obviously where I served my YT and done my apprenticeship. Was there? It was uh, I played uh, with my little hand kids like, for 14s upwards. Uh, Chris McCart was my was the the youth development guy there. At just 16 year old, I just got offered a YT, two year YT, and that's where I done my apprenticeship. It was good times, probably best times of my football career to be honest. Just in there and, and about the boys and that. And that team I had, I've got still talked to every one of the boys that was in that team with, and now we're on a group chat and that's all. I, my pals, as you would say, such so good times. Aye, it was good. Uh, good, obviously, learning curve experience, as everybody could imagine. Definitely. You move on to Glenathan with Gordon DL. What were your days like in the, the juniors with the Glens? Aye, it was good. Obviously, I left Motherwell when I was at uh, the end of my, my apprenticeship, and then just like a team was, was, was non existent. We're in Airdrie, and it was just the experience. We're in a couple of other teams, and it was just I was only an 18, 18 19 year old boy. so Ended up going down to Glen Afton. It was my, my pals were down there. Wally Howie and Chick Conley and Frankie Haggerty were all down there. So they, they took me down there. Uh, it was good. It was, it was a good learning curve as well in terms of the juniors. First time I'd all been down there and playing men's football. And then Gordon Dale was, uh, he was, he was something. He was, it was at the time I think he was, uh, he was on the, I think he's teetotal now, but I think he was on the booze when he was a manager with us. So it was a, <laughs> times, let's just say. It was a kind of memory. If it was the memories, it was the best stories I've got for there. The biggest one was we played a team forward in the Scottish uh, dice. We played them in the Scottish. We went up the night before. DL was up all night, blood bluttered. Went to the game. He would never come on the bus. He got a taxi there, bluttered. Named the team starting. First half, 5 0. I scored a hat trick, sent two up. Chick Conley gets in there. Comes into the room. Start has a go at me. Starts shouting and bawling at my face. Blah, blah, blah. You're the shit, you're the shit. Blah, blah. I'm like, everybody's looking like, you just scored a hat trick. Somebody's been saying, ah, if you set two up, the assistant manager's sitting behind him, they're not around. He just does that. He picks up and just launches at me. He's like, you're coming off. <laughs> I was like, people just like, so the assistant manager scored, just like, I don't know what's going on. That was his team, turned out, just walked out. I'm like, Scott's just like, you need to come off, he's wanting you off. He's like, I don't know who's going. <laughs> It's just mental. It was, uh, it was just some interesting times, but to be fair, he helped me and he worked with me. He was a striker, and 
he got me and my move to Air United, which I was happy with. So I was good. It was good, and it was uh, it was some good times with him. I. As you say, you got here obviously some good characters in that dressing room. Who was the who was the players in that dressing room that were good for you? I think everybody that comes on this show will say Dean Keenan, as you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there was, there was a lot of good characters. There was, there was, there wasn't just Dino, there was, there was Dino, there was Steve-O, uh, we were Easton, who I used to be Stan, I used to travel with. Hunts was a silent assassin as well, and then uh, you had the captain Tiff. So Alec Williams, it was, it was a lot, it was a great team. Uh, and I was just a young boy there as well. I was 20 years old and I was just my first senior team in that. So it was a good to see all these guys who'd probably made a good bit in the game and get a name in their game for the lower league. So, uh, very good team. And then, obviously, what under underrated was, was something special and all. <laughs> but it was, uh, but obviously, first, the first partnership, I remember, it's almost it was you and Brian Prunty. Did you, did you have a good partnership with him? Aye, I did. And, it, and it, everybody will say, like, oh, we were pals after the park. We actually were. Uh, our partners were, were always were always put together, the four years or whatever, travelled down, travel down there every Tuesday, Thursday. We had a Saturday, travelled all the time. So we, we brought up that relationship and he was an exceptional player and I just kind of just fed off him and I just listened. I was like a sponge with him. I just listened to what he got to say and how he wa- wanted me to play. And listen, at the end of the day, he was all about him. I wanted to score goals and he get the, the, the league's played of the year that season. But he came up to me after and he was, listening, he was obviously talking to me. He's like, you were also a big help in that for me because I used to just get, get the ball and just look for him straight away. Just get the ball to him, get the ball to him. So... I was an exceptional player and obviously followed down the line we ended up going on to like Arlo and that together. Yeah, definitely. Marco was there as well. Are you get any Marco stories? <laughs> he came in. He came in in second year. So when he came in, I kind of, that was me going out. So he kind of kicked me out. When he signed, I was like, we were in the, 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 it was a championship now, the old first division. And when he came in, I was kind of a bit, a mile, a bit off the pace in and he's obviously dropped into a party thistle over it was and, he came in basically took my place. So then it was having Pronto up front. So I ended up I got shipped out to Allo and Albion Rovers and all that. So I but I was there with Marco for a while and I he was just bonkers, man. Having nearly my gown, man, just to tell them were bonkers and the night out used to go to the what was it? Slip, not no, dance, I don't know, they used to go <laughs> his music's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> he used to just finish a drink and just launch at you. And I'd be like, oh come or not. just I was some player. He was obviously as well. I, was, I learned a lot from him as well. Uh, it just, I used to always kind of just smash the ball and then and just like, what are you doing that for? What, what are you doing? How can you control smashing the ball? He's like, just roll it in the corner. And every training session, used to just shooting drugs and he used to just roll it in. The keeper couldn't get to it. So he was he was a, a great player as well. So, David, you move on to Alawa. What was, was your time like there? That was good. I enjoyed Alan. I was a bit more experienced there. Uh, Alan Maitland was the manager and he was good to me as well. He, he put me because <coughs> it was hard. I was struggling to get a game up front with Prince and there was a boy, Stuart Norbuda, doing what doing well. So he put me right mid and I played right mid for the rest of the season. I know Shankers will not believe that. It was good. I enjoyed it. We got to the play. We, get, we missed out in the league to Stirling with one goal, goal difference. And then we lost it in the playoffs to Cowden Beath. So it was a good season as well. Uh, and it was I enjoyed it. Alan, it was good for a, two years we were under Alan Maitland. It was, it was a good way working with him. Brilliant. And then obviously you go to the juniors with Rob Roy and Ock and Lech, but you would have you'd have played with Shankers. What was your memories of Rob Roy and Ock and Lech? So Rob Roy kind of saved me, to be honest, when I left Alan. I had no really anywhere to go. 
senior wise anyway, as obviously I dropped in. And then at junior, nobody really kind of, I never really got much phone calls with junior. Uh, and it was a friend of the family, Jimmy Lindsay, who got the job at Rob Roy. And he phoned me to take me up there. Uh, and I went up, to be brutally honest, because I never did anything else. And I went up there and I, I did well, got a few goals. I think the first six months of the season, we were top really good Rob Roy. Uh, and then we just we, we died a death. Or we just left, lost the wheels. Uh, I think we didn't we didn't work in late. We beat them three one. We we had a lot of good players. And then the second half of the season, we just blew up. I think we finished fifth or something. So and then that's when obviously Talbot came calling. Uh, the way we fought, we no Jimmy, the assistant manager at the time, and he kind of didn't want me. He wanted rid of me to be honest. And then I went to to Ock and Lake. Was that when Marvin Andrews was at Rob Roy? Aye. It was the first game he absolutely slaughtered me. Climb back. <laughs> first game in this. You, very good player, but you need to pass the ball. Everybody just, <laughs> everybody just, Rob Roy was, like, it was just top pals. It was a just top banner. And as soon as he's seen that, everybody just rolling after a seat in the changing room at half time, getting beat 3 0, and everybody's passing us. The manager's like, oh, you looking beat here. But. Uh, but I, they brought a DVD out and that. They went for a month, came for a month, and they brought a DVD, Rob Roy brought a DVD out and all that. <laughs> we could beat you at the four games. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> leg, what was it like under Tucker and playing alongside Shankers? Brilliant. Obviously, as you can imagine, that was my best time. Uh, strange how that move came about. I was working with my pal doing the moral blocking on the sites, and as you know, Tucker drives the, the forklifts and he came <laughs> to a pallet of blockways and sat down and yeah, that boy long with blah blah says that he's like, what are you doing this? Rob Roy, no enjoying it. And then that's how that's basically how the move came about. There's my number, pulled his phone out, it was all brick and mortar and all that. And there's <laughs> my take my muscle. We end up just speaking and that's how the move came about, which was which is funny to see also how came out in a bomb site. But good to know what my name has been was brilliant. Uh, it was good. I was my travel partners with Goldie and Butch obviously helped it as well because Get down yourself would have been tough. So us three used to travel down together, and we were the only Glasgow boys. And the Shellans tried to piss it a bit, but then it worked. So, uh, it was good, brilliant, as you can imagine. Three years, we won in two Scottish Cups. So I was absolutely brilliant, to be honest. Shankers, what's your memories of David at Auchinleck? Probably the one that sticks out the most is before I was even at Auchinleck, and I was at the cup final against the Lithgow. And uh, I couldn't believe he never started that game, to be fair. But he came on and scored the winner uh, right. and, and won the cup that day. So they get the last laugh. But I couldn't believe he never started that game. That was that was Tucker as well. That was just obviously talking about the Avian Brophy stuff. There was rumours that I had done a good season and there was rumours I was maybe going to go up, step up to go to a senior team. And he was asking me and I was saying no. And then the way Tucker was, he's like, right, there's a deal for next year. And I was like, I don't know about it. And he's like, well, if you don't sign that, you're not going to the final. There's <laughs> many a player had that deal. <laughs> that ultimate, and that's what he done. And I, I, and I said that I, was, I, did, I did sign before the, the, the final because I thought I wanted to play. So I signed before the final and then the final came and I stuck in the play. I was I wasn't happy, Bonnie. Peter Lip was out. wasn't about to talk to MD. Everybody was trying to keep heat up. Usual big part to play. That's the, that's the worst thing MD can say, but... Yeah. Aye, yeah. he don't. <laughs> yeah, he's but gone. That was probably the day I did that. That that was probably not that day because I ended up blue or not. But the, the developments for that game is probably the day I realised. Aye, you do need to keep your head up because look what happened as well. Just 
I was a sub, Mulkey and G came up, played. G came off and that's when only scored the winner. Uh, and the, everybody was just talking about also that goal because we won. So that was probably the day of the realisation of me, like, end of the day, you need to stop being in a, I used to go in the all the time with Brian Reid when I was in the plane. And I heard that Robin Van Persie interview the other day, it's not the manager's fault. It's no, it's, it's it's the guy individually. What do you need to do to get back in that team? So I'm trying to tell my players that they know, but they're, they're, the old David Gordon will tell me to beat it. And I <laughs> so it was a good, it was good. That the Scottish Cup final was was brilliant, especially in Lithgow. And then Butch and Goldie had won it before. And I, I travelling to the games, I was like, I can't help. The league's got to be bigger, surely. The league's bigger than when they're Scottish. Ah, uh, that's no, okay, Mike. It's no. Wait see this comes. I'm like, but your league's your bread and butter, blah, blah. No, no. Wait till you win the Scottish and wait till you win the league. Won the league and it was just oh, pat in the back and won the Scottish and it was a full party. <laughs> Brilliant. But you move on to Clyde with Barry Ferguson. What was, what was he like as a manager? It was good. That was obviously the. the the last cup final was it Musto Brown we played? That Aye, was, yeah. I, was I didn't know if I was gonna play that day either because I had told him I was going to Clyde uh, and he knew. And I ended up playing went with three up front that day and he went me, G and Milky and I played right mid. I think Milky G was left, Milky through middle, and then he changed it. So I ended up playing that day and then after that game, to be fair to him, he shook my hand and I went on to Clyde. And the only reason I moved probably was because senior football anyway, and probably because Barry Ferguson was there hero of mine uh, and the fact that I'd probably had won everything in juniors and I wanted something different I'd won the league Scottish West Aldar everything so something different and then went up to cl- closer to home as well and went to Clyde and it was it was good first season was good second season wasn't as, wasn't as good but uh, and then the third season was also a right off because managing but first season was brilliant a lot of good players uh, obviously that's where I met my assistant manager Sean Higgins yeah. and he we spoke obviously numerous times and the reason probably with any of this so well was with a lot of big big eagles in that changing room. I was the only one that came up the way. Everybody else came down. So they all came down for a higher division or a higher team like Shug Murray, eh, Scott McLaughlin, Sean Higgins, Chris Smith, all these players. And I think there was too much of an eagle, too much of big players in that in the, in the changing room, which can obviously it showed you some help. Yeah, and as, as well as that, obviously, you Barry's now at Kelly Hearts. Do you think he, he's got potential to be a, a top manager in, the, in Scottish football? He has, definitely. He has. and His training is brilliant. And as a man, as me as a manager now, I just, every drill, I, 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 I just use what he's got. Uh, and I spoke to him before the COVID kicked in in March. I spoke to him to get up to the Kelly and see what new drills he's got for us because he was brilliant. His training was absolutely but. Obviously, the downside of that was just the some of the things he used to say. Folk was folk, one of the players was, oh, it was mental man. Just the way he, he just didn't have that filter. And I need to tell a story. I'll try and most well, but uh, we're playing when throws away, and <laughs> we're playing when throws away, and we're getting beat to not half time. And Bob is out talking to the ref and shouting the ref. So we walk him in and Chris Smith Junior, big Junior, the Lamb Shanks. <laughs> so we've come in at half time. Yeah, he's bonkers. Junior, why the hell was that? Blah, blah, blah. F and this. Blah, 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 blah. Shouting and bawling up for ages. What have you got to say? And as he started to say, Bob walked in and Junior went to speak and Bob did that. Shut your fat mouth, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, the two of them are brilliant. He's like, hey, tell me, what have you got to say? And then Bob just comes out of June. Shut your mouth. Don't you say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, man. 
they were brilliant. And Nathan Austin, it's where I'm at Kelty the now. We've played these five. And he's like to the two and a half right, boys. You know what you're gonna get out of him. He's very unpredictable. <laughs> we all look at each other like what? He's un- you know what you're gonna get unpredictable. Like, how do you know what we're gonna get then? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> he's, 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 we could be off Queen's Park and then the next season was just we managed to stay in the league. I think with two points or something, which was a bit of a failure. And obviously, I think Barry and Bob left then. Yeah. Uh, so they've signed a lot of good players and they've got some team at Kelty. Obviously, I just I watched the highlights of that game for yesterday. I think they were a bit unlucky. Don't know what the, the boys doing. For, I don't know if you've seen it. The boy last minute. I never seen it. No. Smashes, slides in in the bolts. And I see it was a penalty. Like, uh, especially somebody has experience. Yeah. The boys go nowhere, but. He has got, he's got a good team. I know, obviously, my mate plays with East Kilbride and I know TV can there, so it's going to be between they two and then Bonnet, I guess, they've done well as well. So it's a tough yeah. league. ESC have just signed Talbot, so they'll be... <laughs> they'll be up there as well. So it's a good league, that lonely, to be honest. So it'll be hard for them to get out, which I think they expect to get out first time. But Definitely. You're now at Rosvale. What's, uh, what's the ambitions there? Obviously, what's, uh, what's management like as well for you? And what's your, how, how do you see it going? It's uh, it's hard to be honest. I it's hard. I think if you were to ask it, I was saying when I got the job, everybody was like, "Well, you can take the job," and it came about random. And I I, I thought me as well. I chucked football because of my injury. Uh, my knee was killing me, so I chucked it. And I was at the game for about four or five months. And I missed it to be honest. Got shot on Saturdays, and that just wasn't for me. I felt lost every Saturday. So that job came up, and I took it, and it, it was good last year. I'm not saying it's no good. It was good last year because we were on a we were winning and we were doing well. And you obviously winning brings it makes you makes you happy. So we were good. But this year's been different. The whole COVID and uh, we, we went four or five games without a win. We've picked up a few uh, results lately against teams that we're going to be playing. We'll be in a mini league with uh, like Cumbernauld, Largs, Glencairn, teams like that. Uh, so it's been it's been good, but it's been difficult. It has it's brought a lot of challenges and I think I don't know it's, it's, it's difficult aye. It's, dealing with players is difficult especially after the two managers I kind of idolise myself on which is Barry and Tucker and I think how would they deal with situations I've dealt with and it's just totally different to be honest you know took any like Tucker's drills or that just Tucker I try to take Tucker's mentality towards it Tucker's I actually run about with Tucker and training now <laughs> Boots and all that, you get players to give me a pair of boots and all that. I like but uh, it's just me, it's just hard, and I didn't expect it to be as hard as what it was in terms of players on the plane. We get, we get beat 3 0, we get beat half a team, and somebody's came to see me the next week. I've dropped them, they came to see me, how am I not playing? Well, we get beat last week, and, and that's why. And oh, I thought you should play him. Whoa, 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 don't talk about anybody else, things like that. And, I just can't, I never imagined myself going to Tucker and say, Tucker, how am I not playing? I didn't. I was, and I, there was a point in a season, the set, my second season, I wasn't in a team at all. And I remember going away to Bees and Boxing Day and 
I was at a new sub and it was stoning down from the heavens and I'm thinking to myself, what am I doing here? But I still didn't go and say to her, how am I not playing? Because I know his answer would be, get out of my face, what are you talking about? <laughs> even I was, Barry Ferguson was my manager for two years and I never ever went to see him and asked him how I was not playing. Because the reason why I'm not playing is either I've not been good enough or he doesn't, want me, he doesn't rate me for that game. So it's just the mentality of some something we're coming up against as soon as you get dropped it's oh how am I not playing Teddy's at the pram which don't get me wrong I was once there but I'm just trying to myself Sean and my coaching staff are just trying to speak to the guys and just say listen you need to if you're on the team it's up to you to get yourself back on the team it's not up to you to say oh I'm away the keys are chucking Teddy at the pram I'm away so it's hard that side it's hard uh, and, the, and Rossville's been brilliant it's like a good club club for me to learn that but in terms of Budget-wise and that as well, it's hard for me to attract players. It is. I need to go for the younger market, which my squad this year, I think there's two or three probably over 25. The rest are all young, under 25. So it's hard to get that mentality. And similar to what I said at Clyde, we had too many big eagles. At Rossville, I don't have no any eagles. So I'm trying to get that balance and trying to get that leadership for some of them in a the team, which is hard. So it's a good learning curve for me. To, to see where I'm at but we've got good players there we have we just need to they just need to believe that they're good players and we just need to make sure we can show ourselves definitely Wilson's back with quite fire questions what have we got oh to be fair he's answered quite a lot of them in, in, in his speech sir um, the only thing I was going to quickly ask was do you still have an affiliation with Rossville Amateurs and the kind of progress all the way down to kids level <laughs> oh, it's still that kind of system as far as when I took over last September, I think if you asked me that question, I'd say no. But since I've brought Bill Rayside in, who's the, the liaison with the development of us, we've got under 20s now. And I think the, the, the academy and the juniors, the professional team are working close together now. Uh, yep. From this year, I would say they have. We brought one of the young boys up last year, young Regan, and he's been brilliant for us. So this year we brought another boy up, Robbie. So this, this season is coming into place. In the twenties, we are training the other side of the park phase, and we could. I'm close to the, the balls, obviously dealing the twenties and the first team. So, yeah, th- there's a, a massive Rossville community in terms of age groups. So we need to yeah. try and just get everybody working together. And something that annoys me, obviously, you get every, I think every person you've been on here, our manager, just always said, "Oh, I want to work with the youth. I want to do this. I want to. I'm all about youth football. And I want to get the young boys up. You want to win games." You're why I win a game. See uh, if that yeah. young boy who's playing is going to win you that game. He'll play. You're not going to put a young boy in that's no good enough. So it's just yeah. like whole cliche stuff with the whole managers really annoys me. And I, I tried the interviews after the game with, with our social media people. And I try not to be like the whole cliche stuff. I just say, um, it's like the young boys and this and that. Or we should have won the game. No, we shouldn't have won the game. We won't good enough. So. And then that's what a couple of times with Sean's my sister and I was like, well, just need to calm down there or whatever. But it's just, I just, I just kind of <laughs> in the bush and just fluffing things up and things like that. That's jam good when you're still, I'm just going to say, wasn't that a penalty? But we go it, so fair play. We, like, think, just be yeah. honest. Uh, I agree. I totally agree. I I'll, I'll, I'll also make a advocate of. Interview. Was that Sorry? Story? I said Neil Warnock's one of the best interviews because he just comes out and just tells you how it is and. I remember a young boy made his debut and he says, how was that? And, he, and then he says, well, I don't know how you felt. I was shit myself to step. You know what I mean? Getting <laughs> on it, just being honest, getting saying something like that. Getting, it's better the, hearing that rather than just hearing the, 
Still cliches. Sheffield United manager last year. Henderson was in goals and I think he got a goal away. No, oh, young boy. No, young boy. If he wants to go and play with Scotland or Man United, he needs to toughen up. Yeah. And that, that's the point. Like, I hate, honestly, they hate it. There's a whole load of cliche manager stuff and you hear that on interviews after the game. You're just like, oh, man, stop it. To be fair, Strainy is good. Strainy's interviews are good and I speak to Strainy all the time and he, he comes out and he just, he doesn't hold back and I, I, like you shouldn't get punished for having an opinion if you think that's right. Like, do you know what I mean? So, I like to hear, I just, I hate the whole, and it's just when you hear the whole, oh, we want to work with the youth, it's a whole professionalism around about this place. What? You install the professionalism, there shouldn't be an issue. And while I'm, on, while I'm on my rant and things like that, we played a team this year and I heard them shit, like the way it is now, we're also getting changed in a cardboard cutout earlier and they're up there and <laughs> and you can hear the team talks and I heard they were getting their team talk first and I heard right your attitude needs to be spot on today and I was like my, I done my team talk I was like, did you just hear that and they're like what he's just asked them about their attitude see if I need to ever bring an attitude into any of my team talks you won't be here fuck <laughs> <laughs> I'm never ever said to us in the speech would you need to get your attitude right your attitude should be spot on there should be no there should be no oh, you need to get your attitude right you need to do this you need to Match them. You should be. That should be. And that should be part and parcel of going out in that football field. Is matching them, but the only one talk I used to always say was get your sleeves rolled up. Used to wear a long jacket. Long <laughs> sleeve. Do that, Sleeves <laughs> <laughs> Even does it if he's if he's doing a team talk with a polo shirt on, he'll still try and roll his sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. Just roll your sleeves. That the team the the team talks in the back of like a. An yeah. old gas bill that he said through the door. Aye. And he did, uh, doesn't he make sense of that? And he, he's got like me, he write back, not but he would name the team I was up for. <laughs> <laughs> see the, the, the letter, they'll get the gas bill, team talk, team line. Like I'm playing right back today, and then it would just be, oh, that's just the way I, I just hate it. I just honestly, I said that to my players, and that I said, listen, see if I need to ask you about what your attitude. He's a football player. He's only getting paid the now. He's have travelled all the way down to the team it was, and he's a I'm not say to you, make sure your attitude's alright. You should only get beat on the, your level of ability. That's where we should get beat. You shouldn't. You should be working hard. It's just as hard as that guy next to you. Yeah. For instance, if it's like a you're playing a knocking like yeah, about a magic for shanks, or you get Carlo Monte yeah, about a magic. That's the only way you should get beat. You shouldn't get beat with a guy being having a better attitude than you. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. I just had to get out of my chest. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's fine. Wilson, mate, are any quite fair questions you can ask? <clears throat> so, just I, I've, have you ever met David Robertson? <clears throat> no. <laughs> nah, neither have we in Shankers. We haven't either. <laughs> we haven't met him either. No, no, invite it. No, invite it. I was looking forward to the four years a week. And then I, I, was, I, was last, I was working the shift last night and I put it on. And I was like, it's just the two of them. Shankers must have called or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sh- Shankers introduced me to Suarez and Torres, but Pikey can he get introduced to Steven? It's ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. But that's another story we'll go on. <clears throat> right, so I, I, as I say, I think I know the answer to some of these ones already, because you've mentioned it, but we'll go anyway, right? Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. 55 or 10? 55. <laughs> League or Scottish? <laughs> For me, it's a league, but obviously we spoke about that earlier. The Scottish was unbelievable. Shankers are Graham Wilson. <laughs> Jeez, man. I think I got a game for him and Graham, so it's got to be you. 
Can you can you can I sit in the fence to be fair? Do, do no, we, 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 we need an answer. We need an answer. <laughs> Graham, Graham's tuned in. Graham's tuned in, so we need to speak to you know. <laughs> We're tuned in. He's been horrible. He doesn't have Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say, and this is me being honest, G. Right, cut the show now. That's it. He's <laughs> off. In terms of, it's like, it's like saying Messi and Ronaldo kind of thing. Like, you're like, Shankers, obviously, we played years last year. Shankers and twice we played, played in Scottish and we played years in the league. And our. This is where we had to stop the source of you. Shankers is like the ball and he's going to cut in, he's going to tear. Stop free kicks, but on the park, you know what you're getting after you. Jeez, an animal. He's elbowing you, he's punching you, he's kicking you. Half chances a goal. But when we played just, Nene's played that. Nene's were, Nene's were that. When we stopped the source at you and we stopped, we, we kept high. So it was hard for, for me. It was hard to play against Talbot in the first place. But I don't know. It's a, it's a very good question because my team talk was all about stop shankers. But Graham Wilson also is an unbelievable player. But better than either of them is Milky, to be honest. He's Milky. Milky, Milky was... I don't, I, I don't, I don't know him, so it's better, it's better boys I know, so I can go back and tell him what you say again. <laughs> right, here we go, right. Talbot or Glens? Talbot. Best player played with? My whole, the whole career? Yeah, whole career. And b- draw big names. We love big names. Even though strikers want to juice us to them, we like big <laughs> names. Obviously, when I was a young boy, although you trained with like Scott Mc- Scotty McDonald and that, and you've seen them and played reserve games with all them, so he was obviously brilliant. And if you're having his team at training, you won. But for having a professional and having a, a career with somebody and playing with probably Steve, to be honest, it pains me to say it, but Ryan Stevenson. Hmm. Worst player played with? <laughs> There's a few of them. Boy, any Zair fans? No, no. Alan Dempsey played with the Air United. I've heard the name. No, I don't know him. He used to throw it with a, a bomb. It was a, I used to throw it and it used to... <laughs> oh, what's getting on you? And he, just, he just used to laugh. And he laughed. That's not funny. He just threw <laughs> my face during the game. But, uh, he was, uh, but there, was a few, there was a few badgings that... Uh, Whitey, Whitey's obviously see Stephen White at Talbot. He's one of the best I've ever seen in my life. But he's effective in what he does. See, see you having a bot at his feet. He doesn't have a scooby bit to do it. He'll tell you that himself. No, fair play, fair play. But that was that was one of the things. I, he just did his job, just just to just smash folk and then get to also the better players. So. That's why it's a team game, Matt. Right, best away ground. Uh, probably come on up when we played them in the replay of the cup for Air United. It was on Sky. Is that a 3 1 game? It was a 3 1. Absolutely sent about five hours to the show. I 3 1. Prunty's handballed. I had a chance at one each, one and one with Alan Combe. And I absolutely shut my brakes, man. <laughs> I went guy, man. I just run up and I just I got put it in the side netting, and I was like, oh, that was a chance. And then they went out of parts of the world. Kelly were down to 10 as well, Pikey. Kelly were down to 10, man. You know, that's all we need. Be that mall. 
he had the ball in the corner. You, you know, big Bobo, didn't he? Big uh, Campbell. Mark Campbell. He had he he got booked early on and made the tail of the ball, and he he was with him. I think I was there as well. And I can't remember. Tiff was there, and he done a man staple for me. And I, and Campbell was shouting, "Somebody smash him!" I can't. He Tiff's like, "I've been booked." And I'm trying to keep <laughs> in the line. Twenty-three is <laughs> <laughs> all that way. We're all I think it's some. I get sent it in again after my mates. They keep it. And you see, there's a over the three years I'll go that way, and then you see the three years old. It's like Benny Hulk gets three years chased. <laughs> <laughs> Aye, that was something that was a that was a good the, the home tie was good I remember the home tie was it to each was it Ali Wilms scored away you Ali Wilms kissed the referee ah that's right kissed the ref I think Dino scored that game I'm not sure though oh, I'm not sure nothing about it oh, <laughs> sums up how much of the zoomers are he put up the day on Instagram 12 years ago today and then Ryan Steves has probably day 11 years ago today. I knew it was Daniel sometime, but uh, I, I was, uh, I was some, some, the, the home time, was it the home time? Home time. I was at a New Year's party and my mates was Adam and uh, Steamboats and shaved all my hair off. And then I went and played that, that we played obviously United and I'm live on Sky with a ball day, man. <laughs> Honestly, people are looking at me like, thank you, man. So, bye, that was a good, we're unlucky. But. Right, funniest thing you've heard from the crowd? I'm glad you asked that, because that's just, obviously, the, the usual, gone with your fat. I don't know. <laughs> it's uh, the guy, Jordy. Big like Jamsy. Aye, Jamsy, I'm like, you're for real, what's going on here? Like, but, no, I, I'm, I was going to mention, mention it, like, see already now, all the players playing against their old team and they don't celebrate and all that. Stephen, I was uh, uh, Pollock and I would do it to Talbot. It absolutely cursed me, like, proper back of my head. And I'm like, that's the way it should be. <coughs> Your team to win that day. I want my team to win. And then we, we were with Pollock. I think we stopped you was winning the league that year with Beaties. And then you got I... I'm not... I, I was on and I was... I, 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 was, I kind of went to school. <coughs> running by the Talbot fans getting them all like that. And, they're all absolutely kill me, but that's just what you want to say. Like, I, I don't hate Tal, but I love them. But they've obviously slaughtered me. All the Glen Afton uh, thing, they slaughtered me. It's just part and parcel you get, but the, the obvious ones, obviously. I think it was, was it Gibney? I can't remember who it was. Somebody, I can't remember who it was, but I was playing a game, somebody was running down the line, somebody shouted, Gormley, I've phoned your Chinese, don't worry about it, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh man, we're going to try to chase a ball, try to chase something like that. I'm like, Jesus, man, what's going on? Yeah, you're talking about, about bad shouts. This is not like a horrific shout, it's just a stupid one. See, when Spenny, I think Spenny was at Troon, and he came back and played us at Long Lake, and somebody shouted, uh, Colin Spencer, reject, as if, like, he, he couldn't get a game and he'd been played. He had a testimonial and won a bit. Ten Scottish got <laughs> ten leagues. <laughs> oh, a lot of shouts it's on a football park. You had the ball and like you could have a chance to score and lot of a shout for you to cut it back and he's and he, <laughs> Wally does that all the time. Either miles away, you cut it back and they were to be seen. Guys and you're James Latter, I'm not gonna pass to you ever shot. So I it was uh, I so some of the shouts are good all the time, but Aye, probably the, the weight one's always a big one. Most famous person you've ever met? McElroy. Rory McElroy. Ooh, that's a good, that's a good that's one. A good Get one. him in the golf show, Pikey. <laughs> Get David on the, the golf show. 
Barry Ferguson or Danny Lennon? Barry Ferguson. Best manager played under? It's going to be Tucker. Worst manager you've played under? <laughs> Morris Malpass, but no, nah, I never really played under him much, but uh, Reedy, I've got to see Reedy. Brian Meadford, just he shouts and just the way he was and I had a him one day coming home in the motor it was just it was hilarious man just I used to wind them up. I was just a young boy and I was just daft and was looking at like Marco and Tiff and Steve and Dino and they would just like fire me things at me and I'd be away running saying aye every day aye <laughs> but I was we played it was a playoff final that Steve scored 1-0 at air Airdrie and we all went back to an air and the bus and all we were all steaming Kenny Corner was driving so it was me Prince Stan and Kenny and Reedy's like, Oh, if I jump in the wall, I got hell Rogers. Well, I jump in, Reedy. Sat in the front, he dropped me. I'd been playing all the time, he dropped me. So I was sitting behind him and then full way up, I just kept flicking his ear and smashing him. Like, oh, you're the man who played the day, not how was that? No, he's like, Kenny, Kenny, stop asking more. I got no crime out. No, I just kept flicking him. So I just wanted to punch me, and I was like, Oh, Reedy, but uh, bye, his. His, some of his shouts were things were hundred eighty. I was with Oliver and we played there and we were running three one at half time or something. I think I scored two. And he should be good. And we might have been at air at the time, no, I don't know. And he shouted he went to change doing like to Stan and Scotty not. What you mean? Me and that goblin guy look like Messi, man, what you just did? See his team talks. I think Scotty and that counted how many times he said fucking once, and it was like <laughs> 40 odd times. If see, we couldn't, I think he went the next word to say that's what he would say. Yeah, read. He just tells to say, Hey, we man, I'm doing like a bee's wing, do you? He says, This man, I'm doing like a bee's wing, do you, son? He was, uh, yeah, it was funny. Seen him and Alec Williams having a set to as well in the training field. It was like a practice. We were playing a game and he played. And me and Prince were up front for, against him. And Ali was in Reedy's team. And uh, I think we just battered. It was like three goals in half. So we just battered, battered, battered. Got the three goals. Ali Williams says, him and Scotty Walker saying a half. He's like, geez, oh man. It's like, hot it and dot it down there. And Reedy's like, who are you talking to? Manager. Charles the Walls. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was like, that's big grass part there. And they said to the egg, no, what? Just you walk up the road. And it was miles. It was like the uni or something. And it was miles away from the, to the park, and used to do him on the list, Grattan, and it was just mental. <laughs> somebody was was some was somebody known and said that what uh, uh, when they were here and Brian Reed they were playing like five or something, and the teams were they were late to train it when the teams were already out, and because they were they were late, Brian Reed played, and then when he came, he just tell them not to play, I tell them to go back up the road. I'm playing, just got the road. Honestly, man, he was. He was, he was brilliant, man. I was just probably my first after I was with DL, and then I went to that. And I'm like, what is this managing all about, man? <laughs> uh, but he was hilarious. He didn't just die. His, his team talks off. He never looked at the eye, not used to do all that. <laughs> and they said, Brian, read that. And I used this example to my, oh, to my coaching staff, like, as well. Another bugbear. I've seen you send a, a player out to get warmed up, and you said he's doing the warmed up, and he's just stunning there. I done it to a couple weeks ago. I said to Perry, "Go and get warmed up." We can run. I looked down. He's stunning. They're just like doing it the corner flag. So I was like to the coaching staff. I said, "Have you? He played Hibs. Where United?" And I done that. Brian Reid sent me down. 
Don't get warmed up. Like you're, you're maybe going to down warmed up. And at this point, I was like, 15 minutes ago, man, I was still stunning. I was like, stunning like the corner flag. And he looked down and seen me and he said, me DJ done. Me DJ came around and I'm like, I'm <laughs> DJ came around and like, you just to go for a show. <laughs> <laughs> the gaffer looked down and saw so you know, doing it. Just Mark has chopped, chopped the guy about 10 times. Aye, aye. He's like, yeah, no. you're not going on, you've just to go, you've just to go for a show, aren't you? <laughs> I'm like, how is that? You look good, so you stun your horse, you know? I'm like, no, I wasn't doing. We DJ used to do everything he said, didn't we? You just run everywhere. Never watch him run. Run about everywhere. Mate, <laughs> Alec Williams and Dino broke into Alec Williams. Dino jumped the fence at air and went and played football in the, the park about two o'clock on a Saturday night. They were at Club de Mar or something. And then he jumped in the park. Named Harco. Named Harco. God bless the man. Aye, the grun, grun, uh, grunsman. Aye. He, he ended up, I think he came in the morning, I think they were lying, they were, it was all snow and there was footprints, you know, I had to check by the calendars and see Dino and Egg running about the park. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Superb. We've got time for a couple of fan questions for you, David, from a couple of a friends of the show. Scotty McLaughlin asked, why did Dave dress as John's meeting for the Christmas night out in Belfast? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, I, uh, that was the night that we met Rory McIlroy. I'll, I'll, I'll get that photo to you. There's just a, just a, a normal uh, outfit, but I used uh, my accessory. It was a tartan scarf for some reason. I don't know. Must have seen somebody on the telly wearing it. I thought, oh, it's cool. And I had a tartan scarf on and I absolutely got slaughtered. And it was at the time that Smito had saved Glasgow Airport and all. And you know, Scott, he's like, the phone you just can't call me Smito. Smito! <laughs> Brilliant. Stephen McCluskey, has David still got the biggest bunions in Scottish football? <laughs> oh, man, I, Whitey, Whitey has. Shankers or no, man. I've got bunions in my feet, either side of the So I've got a bunion in my inside and my outside and both feet, man. I don't know. My boots are like a size 10 and a half long and they're about a size <laughs> wide. <laughs> I'm a fucking massive place of feet, I know. Dean Keenan as well was a player you played with a, a couple of times, David. What was your, your favourite Dean Keenan story? We've heard a lot of them on here. What you got? <laughs> not sure if it's already been said, but we uh, we played Dundee at Somerset. I don't know why, but as well, like, like Erd got this, the chairman got a big lot, got a, like a spa jacuzzi thing and the, the changing, and the, the shower area. So played, we played Dundee one time and uh, I think it was 0 0. And Lee Griffiths, boy of the tap, and Dino's smashed him, absolutely milled him, sent half red. And we we needed to want to stay and stay kind of in the league with contention, like to stay up. And he gets sent off, and he changed him. And I think Gary Harkin scored. I kind of mean somebody scored the one one now. So we've come in. Everybody's all raging. You know, I can't believe that. We were so close to that. Walked in, and Reedy's like, "Oh, where's that Dino man? DJ, where's Dino? DJ." DJ opens the, the door and the, and the changing room into the shower room. Dino's in there with the music going and this big bath with the bubbles with the shit with the foam. See this the the all coming everywhere. You know, steam coming out his ears and DJ just opens the door. And when I was sitting, I could see right in, I just see him. He just laughed to me. <laughs> Home bus coming everywhere and bubbles and up the road. Oh, they've just like, sup? What was we supposed to sup? Ah, who cares? Not. 
It's good. It's good value on Twitter as well. Dean Keenan. Sometimes he needs just to be. I tell him that night. Still, can't stop that silly nonsense, man. He just sometimes he's not honest. I'm like, just be honest. Again, the day, you know. Then he just blocks me all the time. Last year, he got blocked. He blocks me. <laughs> we, we, oh, last one, we were on a night out in Austria, and we went. We went. Air United took us to Austria as well. What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> Taking that group of boys to Austria and uh, <laughs> a nightclub, and Dino had a full head of hair and we were in the nightclub. And uh, uh, 20 minutes later, I'm like, Dino must be up to something. Came back through the door in the nightclub with a skinhead. Like, Where did you get that? He just points and puts the thumbs up to him. And I'm like, what are you doing in there? How can you go to a random pub in Austria? And That's just, it was just, it was just bumping. Good bonkers, but he wasn't that nasty and he's just good bonkers. Uh, brilliant. Aye, definitely. We've got time for a few fan questions. Wilson, how do you feel about Graham Alexander being appointed Marvel manager? Well, I think it's quite an ambitious move, to be honest. Um, I've actually just finished watching that third series of Class of 92. Um, and again, it, I think he's got that still kind of wee angry Scotsman um, about him. Um, I'll serve him well. Um, I know a lot of folk on social media were pushing for him. If Alex Dyer was sacked, Kelly should be looking at that kind of uh, bracket. Um, but uh, I, th- I think he'll, he'll do reasonably well. He's got a, a, no bad pedigree and obviously as a player as well. <clears throat> I see Motherwell, we kind of mentioned this last week. Motherwell have got an actual no bad squad on paper. Mm-hmm. I think January is going to be very important for them as well. Um, and I say, I, 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 think, I think he'll do reasonably well. Top six, don't know. Um, but they certainly won't be fighting relegation. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have thought um, they'll leave that to St Johnson and Ross County and Hamilton. I think. Um, but at the top six, maybe just beyond them this season. But they could be a force um, if things settle. Definitely, Shankills. How impressed have you been with Alan Forrest since he step up to the Premiership with Livingston? I uh, I seen a couple of posts uh, on Twitter on that day. I'm no. I'm no surprised to be honest. Like he's kind of. Just took it in his stride. I, I knew he, I knew he could play at that level. Um, I was just surprised that kind of he was at here for as long and nobody took a chance. I was surprised at Livingston. To be fair, the the way where Livingston played when they first come up with, with the big defenders, long throws, the playoff dykes and that. But the way they play now, can I suit can I suit somebody like the uh, Alan style of playing? I'm not surprised, and I wouldn't be surprised if I, a year or two and he goes. To, to a bigger club in Scotland or, or even a, a club down south because he's only maybe what, 23, 24. <coughs> so I, I, think, I don't think uh, Livingston's the, the highest they can go. I think he can go higher than that. Mm-hmm. Definitely. David, Scottish Cup, what was your, your tie of the round in the, the games yesterday? It's got to be the Dundee one, isn't it? The, the Bonnie Rug in Dundee. I actually watched it. Uh, the full game, to be honest. I was, I was working last night and I ended up I'll just leave in five minutes, leave in five minutes, and then it just kept. It was a good game, so oh, I was. It was that one. Uh, I like, was probably the only other one I kind of. I seen Cove. I fancied Cove to beat Alva for some reason. Uh, Cove have got a good team, <coughs> uh, but no, nah, that was a good game last night, and you felt sorry for them, didn't you? You always knew they were going to concede. To be honest, uh, I know Charlie Adam just his passing is frightening. Man, he just yeah, piece delivery is incredible, incredible. The, the opposition was not too much, but it's just just to keep that consistency, just passing, zinging a bit of real, just it was good to watch. But I think I noticed today as well, like, how is 
uh, Alexander and Paul Hartley. How are they getting to go into the, the Aberdeen game? How can you? I've pass? seen that. It's happened a few. I've noticed that at Kilmarnock. Like, it was a few when it was closed doors. Like Gary Holt, who was in the living at the time, was in watching the games and all that. Yeah. I, I don't know if there's a dispensation or something, but I, I don't agree with that either. You should just watch the telly. If you want to get, get that's it. We're in a pandemic right now. Just keep watching the telly, but just touching on the Livingston situation, they're, they're on something on the new. Uh, no, they're flying. Nicky Devlin, Shanks knows as well. Nicky's yeah. in Rossville. Uh, so I speak to Nicky all the time. I, I lean on him for a lot of things because he's playing the league and to see to help the young boys that we've got. So I speak to him as well. And he's just like, they're just keeping the heat down, doing well, and another three points a day. So he was saying about Alan Forrest, he's like, usually when they get. Maybe a, a goal up or two goals up, soon as it is 50 minutes. No matter the time, if they scored in like 45 minutes or 50 minutes to make it 2 0, he's like, just Alan Forrest off, defend their own. <laughs> he's like, that's crazy. It's like, effective football. We just take you guys off, put defend their own, and defend. So that's the thing I, I hate about Rangers. If say, like, it's a 2 0 day and then and Tabs get caught away bombing forward and then they concede, but Rangers always play every minute of the game as if they're chasing the game and they need to win, whereas. Like I was saying before, one of the only times I've seen it come on up, they took a midfielder, a striker off, put an extra defender on and, and went uh, three big centre-halves. I'm not saying do that today, but just kind of sit tight, keep your 2 now. At the end of the game, they're, they're defending their box. But Rangers uh, always have the fallback of the referee being able to assist them <laughs> any way they can, like they've done last 21 games. 21 year, I thought you were going to say. <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry. They, they, they died in 2012, remember? <laughs> oh. I Martin Dale's done well for them, so everybody yeah, else. Yeah, definitely. Do you not think, though, do you not, David, is, I don't know if you've been involved in that situation. I know, Mark, you've been at Talbot a long time, but does it, it riles me, and I'm a big fan of Gary Holtz. I don't, I, I make no, uh, I don't hide that fact, but Gary struggled. I think it was 1-1-9, one, one and then Gary resigns. And then they win the same bunch of players. It's not as if they've been out and signed five or six. Um, and, you know, they've won, what's it, eight in, a row, eight in a row or something? With the same players. Now, he may have tweaked formation. He may have, you know, moved one or two about. But, see, to be honest, that's something like that stinks for me. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't like that. The thing I don't get, the thing, it's not as if he was at another team and they brought him in. He was still at the club. Mm-hmm. As well, like, in, involved somehow, uh, but it is players they get a lease of life when a new manager or whatever can, whatever the reason may be. So I, I know, I know what your point is, but I also get the fact that it's just some kind of something new and different. It could be. I don't know. I, I just I obviously don't know what's, what the issue is, but it could be something. And uh, the goal sticks in my mind was the one against Tubbs. I think it was Guffrey just launched the ball to part, and the boy Rawson nipped in goal. It could be something as simple as that. See, which, which this is what I go back to my, my players, and this is not me being horrible with them. See, you, you, you can't really play football. See, when you get a ball, give the ball to him or get the ball to the park. It could be something as simple as stop trying to do things he's can't do. Just get the ball to the park and we win games up there. I don't know. I don't I need to ask Nicky and see what he's saying, but he'll not tell me. But it's just, I, it's something on their own. And they've got Aberdeen next week, he was saying. Is it, I think he was telling me they've got Aberdeen, Celtic, and then the, 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 the semi final. So well, six six points in the bag for them. It's another two wins. No <laughs> bother. Right. That's so. what I'm saying. Though it's a hard place to go at the best of times with that part. But see, now when they're on a run of form like that, there must be a serious, serious threat to any team. It's one of the only places Rangers have dropped, dropped points mm-hmm. this year. 
the referee was sacked. After the game, sacked. Brilliant. But that'll do us for this week. I want to thank Wilson and Shankers as always for, for coming on the show. Their excellent opinions. It was very, very good as usual. Thanks very much. Somebody asked me to ask Gormley about his uh, the penalty save in the in the semi final of the Scottish <laughs> Cup. <laughs> yeah, well, that, one. Uh, uh, that was uh, that was good. I what a game that was. Uh, you were there, you were there, we shanked away. Aye, aye, aye. What a game that was. That's the thing. Obviously, when I was at Alloa, our keeper got sent off and I had to get in Golden Scottish against Hamilton. Uh, one of the, the Pie Child, was that their name? Pixel or Pie Child twins, remember them? Aye, the twins, aye. Well, they were playing Simon and he missed the penalty. And, uh, but the one at Talbot was brilliant. Uh, you see the videos online, and it's uh, everybody's moaning and I'm half my line, but big Andy gets sent off, and I think it was 3 1 up. Well, 3 1 up to the first. Uh, 3 1 in the first leg, right? And then Andy gets sent off in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes or something, whenever it was early on, and I go in goals. And then, so I saved the penalty, and then Spark, Bobo, his brother Sparky, was the centre half for us at the time and he's like just you stay in the line this ball comes in I'll hate it I'm like hey. <laughs> Corner comes in he gets caught under it behind goal I'm like what are you doing <laughs> see at that point but I was everybody feared the worst I think just because 10 men and then uh, Big Andy sent half a player in nets can, you came in like, I remember Sean Higgins had to get in nets uh, when we played Jews up there and no right. one as you like shoot on sight and everything but I for me that's, that's, I try and get my goalkeepers in it's go and play like, go and play like. Uh, Andy was uh, no Andy Tucker was having kittens man because I was getting the ball off Popey not and I was doing <laughs> and it go kicks and I was just doing it. I was getting Sparky Sparky. Like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> but, uh, I was playing like a sweeper. And it was good and then obviously Milky scored for the halfway line. Uh, scored for a corner. You're like, what is going on? Just meant to be. Uh, so I that was and obviously the, the final. It was good to. That was the semi now. So mm-hmm. uh, there's so many memories doing it to Talbot to be honest with you and so many good memories and Beachwood playing it playing down there was phenomenal. In front of the fans were they were a they were a thirteenth player to be honest, they were right on the case and they would praise you to the hill man, see if you're see as soon as they loved you. See after the game if you scored and you were you obviously match one or not, you were in that social club and they gave you a clap <laughs> around on and clap you in it was it's just silly things that you like that is incredible. I've been at other, I don't know what else to talk about name but I'll say Paul you're at Pollock and you go into the social club and there's two guys and a dog and you're like <laughs> <laughs> that's the prop Talbot is a proper a proper uh, team community and that's how they're so well and that's you put that effort in and you get it so uh, it's but it's been brilliant to be on David I can't thank you enough for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure that'll do us for this week we'll be back next week as always but another episode but again thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next week cheers